Hello there, darlings. It is I, Emmett Davenport. Since Lady Addercop and I grew up in the 90s and have a lot of opinions about the music of this era, we're doing something a little different this week. And now, on with the show. With the sound of the cuckoo, you know that it is time for the Clockwork Cabaret. Hooray! I am Emmett Davenport. And I am Lady Adderkopf. And this week, we delve into the 90s. (gasps) We're so excited. We are ridiculously excited. All right, so for the next two episodes, because these are the last two episodes before we go on our summer hiatus, Mm -hmm. we have decided that what we're going to do is... I am going to play a mixed tape for Lady Addercup of uh-huh. my 90s music experience. And I have no idea what's she on it. She has no idea what I am playing. No. It is a total surprise. I will be back announcing because she I, might I, not know I who don't the, know. She I doesn't don't know, know who it there. is. And and I'm very excited about it. And then next week, it will be her turn. That's right. And because when we... Okay, so big surprise. Yes, very big surprise. So <laughs> we were both in high school and college. college. Uh, we were big fans of making mixtapes yes. for our friends. We yes. were big fans of... We got real... Again, shockingly, got real into music and real into bands. And we were we were three thousand miles away from each other. Didn't even know each on, other at opposite ends of the eastern, eastern coast. coast of the United States, and yet we were doing the exact same thing. Which I'm sure a lot of our listeners yes. of a certain age also did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Ducky and I, when we when I was in college and we were still writing each other letters, oh yes, we communicated via snail mail. Oh yes, because long distance charges were a thing. Oh and yes, very expensive. We had a long, long distance, distance relationship. Yes. Long distance um, phone calls were terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we part of the big. Our big, yeah, I don't know, like, I guess romance was sending mixtapes to each mm. other back and forth of our favorite albums and our favorite songs and things we had taped from the radio. Well, so I I graduated from high school in 1992, so that just ages me a lot. I graduated in 95. Right. So, yeah, well, there's a... Yeah, so, so we're not that far apart. No, no, we're not that far <laughs> apart at all. So, uh... And then I went to work. So in my early 20s, my late teens, early 20s, I went to work for my first coffee shop. And that is where Ooh. that is where my mixtape uh, love of making mixtapes really, really oh. started to uh, grow into a thing because because I was the manager of a independent coffee shop in in a small town in New Hampshire. I'm not going to tell anyone so that if in case they go looking for it. <laughs> 
You're like, this is going to be a little too, like, I can't. It's a little too, like, mm. I could say <laughs> Fort Lauderdale. That's a, a, yeah, a no, broad area. No, yeah. if I say the town that I lived in in New Hampshire where I was going to college, I didn't go to the college that was in this town, but it was there. I did hang out there quite often. <laughs> um, but the coffee shop, I actually made a bunch of mixtapes for the coffee shop because uh we didn't have satellite radio there was no you know there's the radio stations were fine but it was just something to do so that the the choice of music would be a little bit different periodically right i had several run-ins with musicians at that coffee shop that were very embarrassing which i will get to as as the the because because this it is pertinent to the mixtape that i have made so interesting it will be it will be a slight, very personal history of Emmett in the 90s. Oh. This It will be lovely. Little, I will tell stories. Little baby, little yes. baby 90s You will probably Emmett. learn way more about me than you have ever learned in the 11, almost 11 years <laughs> of listening to this show. Well, mixed so, tips are very personal. Like, so, and, yeah. and I... Because I've already made mine. It's, yes. It's good. It, they'll be next week. And yes. And that was something I discovered that I, I really wanted to go kind of more mainstream because I listened to a lot more mainstream music. I can't speak for you, but no, I listened no. for a lot more mainstream music than I wanted to admit I listened mm-hmm. to in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Because you were always trying to be super alternative. And, oh, I've heard this beat. Like, I can't listen to this rare import that I have. Yep. But as I was listening to the albums, I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to pick track five of this album that no one else liked. Oh, yeah. No, that's completely fine. No, I... That not only was that a very much me. <laughs> like, I want to pick track five of the album you don't like. Also, like, yeah. oh, no, that really legitly is my favorite Well, no, I, th- I picked songs. So my, my selection are songs... That I really, really, really liked. Yeah. Regardless of their popularity, it doesn't matter. So, yeah. So, like, whereas in the other eras, we were maybe a little bit more... Trying to be a little more ...mainstream or indicative of the era in which those those songs came out. Uh, This, for the 90s, we're not. Well, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like this 90s mix is probably a little... At it's least personal. for me, it's personal, and 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 there's probably some stuff that that I, that people, our listeners didn't listen to because I definitely went down a weird <laughs> rabbit hole. Let I'm us, so let, excited! I am so excited once, for this. Once again, I would <gasps> like to remind my listeners, our listeners, that that I I was I was homeschooled. <laughs> And is that your is that your caveat? No, no. I was gonna say I was homeschooled. I went to I went to public high school, and then I was and I was living in New England, mm-hmm. which is very small, <laughs> like like very small. Well, like when you think big city and the population, like the town I lived in in New Hampshire, the population was twenty thousand people. I cannot even yeah. fathom that. And that seemed like going to the big city for so, me from so, where I grew up in Vermont for high school. If it so, makes you feel any better, if it makes you feel any better, we we have discussed this. Yes. We have some crossover. Yeah, and I definitely came from a, an yeah. area that was heavily populated. Right. I come. I was grew up in Fort the Fort yeah. Lauderdale area, right next to Miami. There were seven hundred and seven some hundred, 
I don't know, seven, seven something. Yeah. Graduating. Right. Uh, high, uh, seniors in my class alone. Mm-hmm. We weren't even the biggest school. Uh, so I came from a very populated right. area. We still have a lot of crossover. Well, yeah. So don't feel well, bad. no, no, and so, so yeah. But like, I would just like to. Uh, one of the reasons why I, I didn't put everything that was popular on the air. There is no three eleven on my mixtape. Thank goodness, I would I'm slap you. There's no three eleven no, on yours. I, we're sorry, three eleven fans. No, they no, we're not. Terrible. No, we're not. They're, no, come but, on. But I also they want. They were terrible. But I also would like. But the reason why I bring that up is that the uh, that finding music in the area that I lived in uh, was sometimes tricky. Oh, and okay. so that music that might have actually been mainstream in the rest of the country right. might not have been mainstream there yeah. or vice or we, underground music that I thought was, ooh, so weird and and different from anywhere else might have been mainstream elsewhere. We, we went so. into that with Black Street in No Diggity, which yeah. was a huge hit. And, you and I went, heard. I have never heard so, that song. I'm like, oh. Yeah, because when that song came out, I was not listening to uh, yeah. tel- radio at all, and well, and mean, it was and yeah. it was very much a legitimate. I don't know where I would have ever come into contact with that song because I didn't listen to the radio in that era in that particular year. Mm-hmm. I only listened to the music that I had in my car. <laughs> Because I had a tape deck, I had I and my I, radio did not work because the antenna had broken I off. Didn't have, so I I had radio. I did I not didn't have, radio. have a tape deck. I had boombox. Oh, I've had in that back seat. Oh, I've had that with a tape too. in it. I had a very old Toyota Tercel <laughs> with a boombox on my passenger I'm seat. On, I'll I'll go into I'll go into stories of how yes. I came across music when it's my turn. Yes, uh, but yes, no, no. so no, do so, I don't. Like you don't need to. Ex- this, oh no, it's not. Ex- is... I'm not trying to like make excuses or anything. I'm just trying to uh, to give some background information yeah. into into the psyche that was young Emmett. Oh, and so as such, I feel like this is a good time for a disclaimer. There's yes. going to be a lot of '90s music that didn't doesn't get played in this particular episode. Right. Not because we don't like it. Not because we're not aware of it. Just because we only have an hour. We, a, we only have an hour, and B, like, there was a lot of music I knew, but I didn't quote-unquote listen right. to when I was growing yeah. up, because I was trying to cultivate this very, you know... Particular... Particular... Persona. Persona, yeah. or... We've all been there. Yeah, right, right. It was... Yeah, I was young and angsty, and all. Yeah, you're trying to figure out who you are. Right, and so, I there, like... Yeah, there's a lot of like stuff I, that I, I actually really enjoy that I knew of in the '90s, but I didn't actively oh, I didn't, pursue. Oh no, I didn't. So I didn't include that because I, I feel like that's kind of cheating because that yeah. would not be what '90s era Lady Aracop would put on. Well, I did not put any Tom Waits on my <laughs> '90s Emmett mix because a '90s uh, '90s era Emmett would have a lot of Tom had opinions about Tom Waits. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I enjoy Tom Waits, but I was a little bit like... 90s era, uh, Lady Cup also had a lot of opinions, and they were not all good. No, 90s 90s era Emmett was very much a, that's music my parents listened to, and I'm not going to listen to that. And actually, I had a college roommate that loved Tom Waits. And it's garbage. And No, I didn't ever... No, I never said it was garbage. It was more of, oh God, I've heard that album like a thousand times and my mom listens to it all the time and I hate that song. 
It's old people music. It, that is some old people music. I'm ready for the music of today. And then my roommate, Tyler, was very much of the, oh, your mom sounds cool. <laughs> You're like, my and mom went, is not. She's my mom, mom is not cool. She is my mother and no. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, bring us into the music of today, teenage Emmett. <laughs> I mean, by... By playing some music? By, I'm gonna, playing, by I'm, playing the music of the 90s, I'm not going, the actual yes. music of today. So we're going to start off oh, so this music uh-huh, uh-huh, with uh-huh, a uh-huh. nice little melange okay. of the ladies that I <gasps> listened to. Ooh, the so, 90s was good for ladies. It was. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to start with. So enjoy. How much did they pay you to spy on us? Two dollars and fifteen cents. Shut up.
That is not what I do I ain't no damsel in distress And I don't need to be rescued So, so put me down, punk Wouldn't you prefer a maiden fair? Isn't there a kitten stuck up a tree somewhere?
and that was Fiona Apple with Criminal, and then before that we had Ani DeFranco with Not a Pretty Girl, and we started off that set with Liz Fair with Six Feet One, and... Uh, that was a good song set. Thank you. That was... Okay, so, uh, fun story. Okay. Fun personal story from mm-hmm. Emmett Davenport's young, young days. Baby Emmett. My, my, my brief brush with fame... was that when I was working in a coffee shop in New Hampshire, Uh in the small town that I worked at, the the, uh, coffee shop I worked at was in a uh, building that had a theater Mm -hmm. attached. So the the old theater was in the middle, and then there was a coffee shop next door, and then there was like a a retail space on the other side. Mm -hmm. And the coffee shop... Our back entrance actually went to the back of the theater so that the performers or musicians and things like that could uh, get drinks, coffee, and things delivered to them easily into the back area. So sometimes the musicians would come up and get carafes of coffee and things like that. Sure. So one day, one night, (laughs) I was working, and this very cute uh, woman with uh, blue hair came into the into the cafe and invited me to go backstage with her um in the middle of the show and I had to say oh I'm sorry I'm 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 working and I don't and it's, yeah. and I'm going to be done and <laughs> um, okay little did you know so Emmett so... De- so Emmett Davenport uh young Emmett Davenport was very very naive and very very dense and did not realize <laughs> that she was being hit on until oh. what until much later Went, and also didn't realize who the who the blue haired girl the was the, blue-haired girl who was. was talking to her and inviting her to come backstage and saying oh well the, you know the band the the performer is very good and I was like I'm sure they are I just I have to stay I have to I work have, I have, I to, have to work I have to stay here and then once and she was like well if you change your mind you know we'll just walk back here and I went oh yeah no you're right no I might I will we'll see and I uh, and she left. And then while I was putting the tables away, I looked up to see the poster of Ani DeFranco, who was playing, (laughs) who was the blue-haired girl. (laughs) That was very sweetly uh, asking me to, you know, hang out. Once again, proving that if young Emmett Davenport was a lesbian, I would have had the cutest girlfriends you in the shot world. down Annie DeFranco. I feel terrible. No. No. Honestly, Just... I, I'm not a lesbian. I know, but, but if it's... But if I was, man... Andy DeFranco, She though. is beautiful and, she and, is talented. and talented and cute. I'm, we might have still been together to this day. <laughs> but, yeah, so man. that was my... That was my brush with Emmett. my weird brush with with brief tisk, obscure fame. Tisk tisk. Also, I really didn't realize she was hitting on me. <laughs> I didn't realize you it. were just like I don't know. I got a. I didn't realize it until I'm, I've got to close. I've got to cash out the. Drawer. I didn't realize it. Look until, at all these cups. Do you yeah, see I got to do all these dishes. Do you see all these cups on it? Yeah, no. Look I I honestly I. And she's like, it you was, can come backstage after you're done. No, and I, you're just she, like I can't though. I can't. Look I got at all this, all this stuff to do. do. No, and I didn't realize. I honestly, I didn't actually realize it until I told my uh, roommate, uh, Amber, who then 
explained it to me <laughs> and she went and she went she went she went that woman was flirting with you and i went, I, uh, I love that i'm judging like i'm any better <laughs> i didn't know well i mean honestly i have a, had a boyfriend at the time so it was not it's uh, yeah but was he as good as only defranco probably not no the answer no, is we're no we're not together anymore no the answer no. is no it was before rupert I, I I just like Rupert is a step up from, from that guy. Let me just let no from the guy I was dating okay. at the time. I'm just gonna say, Ralph was not. The, <laughs> well, uh, also I, apparently I really like our names. Yeah, you got a thing. I don't know. It was a weird. It was a I, thing. I, and I I like that I'm judging like I'm any better. I know you're not. <laughs> I was we're both, just as we're dumb. both very obtuse. Yeah, there have been several times that I'm like, oh wait, that was. Flirting, yeah, flirting that is, just happened now. Flirting is a thing. Hey, that wait, it, can I call that person back? No, no, it's weird now. Okay, never mind. No, I'm never still mind. not very good at flirting, so it's it hasn't gotten better. Yeah. No. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah young, but, young Emmett, oh. not not good, not good with the flirting. I don't actually know how I ended up with any kind of significant others at all. Yeah, no, because it's, it's a mystery. I think it must have been a very straightforward approach. That's the I only way. I built a pit. And just caught them. Yeah. Well, yeah and then I built work. a pit. Like Maybe a tiger that's... pit. But I put a moon pie in it. And some CDs and some guitar strings. And, and that's myself a Mr. Mr. Ducky. Well, that's there how you, you would. That's, it. that's how you lure one out of the wilderness. <laughs> oh. You go into the swamps. Yeah, you dig a pit. All right, no. Save this for next week. Okay. When you're I'll working t- on yours. I'll tell, all right. you, I'll tell you all how to make a Mr. Ducky trap. All right. I'm going to play some more of my young Emmett music. Okay. Are these also musicians that hit on you that you didn't realize? Uh, no. Okay. We, we're going to skip. It'll be the... No, I don't have any more hit hit on. I don't have any don't more have flirtations, any more. but I do have... I don't have some, any more brushes with fame. I do have some more, some more brushes with fame, oh, but okay. it's not in this one. Okay. It's the following so, one. Spoilers for later, guys. Yes. Weird brushes with fame. In a, the fact that I lived in a very small area yeah. is still amazing I, to I, me. I lived in a metropolitan area that was full, chock full of drugs. Like, just chock full of drugs. You'd think that would have, you know, attract people. But no, apparently not. No. Apparently, apparently I should have lived in a small northeastern town. Yeah, with mountains. With mountains. And nothing else to do. I don't... I, see, I don't know. It was there hiking? No. I think there's your first I mean, mistake. there was, but like it was in the swamp. No, so no. There were bugs if there's not hiking in the mountains. and chiggers and mosquitoes. Apparently, so. hiking yeah, in the no mo- mountains. No, hiking in the mountains apparently attracts musicians. No, I have hmm. no idea. I'm totally, this is totally true. It's I'll totally true. I will keep that in mind no, for I'm, when I want to snare a musician in the future. Go, no, into, no. go into the mountains. <laughs> you have a Mr. Ducky. No, but who Do knows? you need another one? Who knows? what I need might need spare parts. Find a drummer. <laughs> it's always everybody's always looking for a drummer. Yes, you just have to find a drummer. All right, here's some more music. I like to dedicate this to all of the creator's righteous children. I have some food in my bag for you. Not that edible food, the food you eat. No, I have some food for thought. Since knowledge is infinite, it has infinitely failed. It was a stormy night, you know the kind where the lightning strikes, and I was hanging out with some of my artsy friends. Ooh, you, you, the night was long, the night went on, we were cooling out through the break of dawn. Incense was burning, so I'm feeling right. I see I picked 
Aussies and Eagles can't please you. And that's why I do what I do. My soul flies free like a willow tree. Do we, do we, do we? I will get back to you shortly. Dr. Oatman, please pick up, pick up. It's Martin Blank. I'm, I'm standing where my uh, living room was, and it's not here because my house is gone, and it's an Ultimart. You can never go home again, Oatman. But I guess you can shop there.
driving down Highway 85, pull over to a fancy restaurant. One little collard greens and candy yams. The waitress say greens, we don't have that, man. Well, this is what exactly is caviar. Is it something we can eat and drive in the car? If not, please give me lemon water on ice. Cause a day like this, that'd be just real nice. I don't know where we're going, but we're gone. Where we're in the bottle, no, but that's okay. All I know is that we're going together. And the world will just have to wait. I don't know where we're going, but we're gone. When I'm with you, things is always fine. I don't feel so out of place with you. Cause your clock's set in sync with mine. We see the people walking down the street. People are the best part of nature to me. I want to be just like my little son. Excited from the little things and having fun. See, he's only been here for a short two years. Don't got a lot of scars, hardly got no fears. And baby, use a bomb, cause you're the same as me. We're from the same pod, we're just two weird peas. I don't know where we're going, but we're gone. Where we end up, I don't know, but that's okay. All I know is that we're going together. And the world will just have to wait. I don't know where we're going, but we're gone. When I'm with you, things is always fine. Party! 
used to harmonize like <laughs> yo yo my men and my women don't forget about the day this is not the most the king yo it's about a thing Oh, oh, oh. 
right, that was Lauren Hill with Doo-Wop, parentheses, that thing. Before that was Speech with Clocks in Sync with Mine. And then we started off the set with Erica Badu, Apple Tree. I listen to these songs, well, these albums, obsessively. <laughs> Along with a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. In probably... Well, around about when they came out, so like 97, 96, 97, something like that, mm-hmm. 95, somewhere, somewhere, I had moved from uh, New England to uh, North Carolina oh. on my own. And then you got a whole other kind of education on and music. I, yeah. yeah, and I discovered a whole bunch of new music because suddenly there was a, a lot of other music around because the music that... I was listening to up there was different than the music that I could hear here and and it was very very interesting also I was living in eastern North Carolina which is different from where we are living currently yes because eastern North Carolina is Is kind of like being in the 60s yeah it's a little in at least in the 90s it was very (laughs) It felt very like thirty years behind the times, and but they still had the miseducation of Lauren Hill of Miss Lauren Hill. Well, I had to go to I had to go I had to drive out of town to get it. Oh, oh, did, really? Yes, yeah, no. I was living in Little Washington, North Carolina. Little Washington oh. is a, well, or at least at the time was not a. That was a like cultural. That was the biggest was, album when it came out. Yeah. It was everybody owned that. Yeah, I no, I had that to. Album. I had to, everybody owned that. I album. had to go to. I had to go to Greenville. Oh. I had to drive twenty minutes. I had to drive twenty minutes wow. to go get to get that. Yeah, so it's a good album. And then I believe speech I got when I lived in Savannah. Oh, I didn't own speech. He was, was great. A, speech. If if you think think his voice is a little uh, familiar sounding, he was the he was one of the people involved with Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. So Mr. Wendell and Tennessee, which were big hits, Tennessee. hits earlier. Tennessee. In Tennessee. The, like Tennessee. in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. So so yeah. So he was very big. Also, uh, I really like enjoyed Diggable Planets and Us Three oh, and yeah. a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. So there was a we bunch. Also, I didn't put any. Yeah, Diggable I didn't. Planets and I, didn't I didn't put any put of that. No, there was a. There's a lot we didn't put on our no, playlists. No, no, because... it would we would have been at this for weeks. Oh my gosh! If Hours. so, yeah. So easily. So don't oh, I don't despair. Songs. There's yeah. a lot of music we missed, and 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 I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to be like, I can't believe you forgot this band. We didn't. Well, I'm we, sorry. We did not include the Humpty Dance. At least no. I didn't include the Humpty no, Dance. That, did you? No. No. There, so there for multiple go. reasons. <laughs> For multiple reasons. Multiple reasons. But it's the Humpty Dance is your chance. No. It is not. No. Please don't. No. No. And actually, you know what? If you really want to see uh, Digital Underground, you should watch the really terrible movie, Nothing But Trouble, because they make an appearance in the middle of it and perform a song that is not the Humpty Dance. Well, no, because uh, I can't think of his name, had like... Five different bands. Oh yeah, he had different personas. He had different personas. Yeah, yeah. But he shows up in a terrible, terrible movie that was directed and starred Dan Aykroyd in it. It is awful. I I do. It is very awful. It does not hold up. (laughs) 
I mean, it, it was terrible the first time around. Are we going to talk about horrible Anyone, anyone who, who wants to argue about, about uh, Ghostbusters. Okay, the new one and or the old one? The old ones. <laughs> and, like, right. and that those those are the greatest pieces of cinema. Granted, I enjoy them. Don't oh, get me no, wrong. the first I one en- is great. I enjoy the first one exponentially, but it's still problematic. Hmm. But but then when you watch other movies... <laughs> Mainly Dr. Vinkman goes on a date with a powerful yes. sedative. Why did you have that, but Dr. Then you, Vinkman? Yes, but also... The other like, movies that they they were they did mm. like nothing but trouble was because he had because Dan Aykroyd was given money and directorship and he wrote it because of the success of Ghostbusters. He also and, did a, a Coneheads movie yeah, yeah, in the nineties. No. Yeah, so let's not. <laughs> you got you guys forgot about that, did yeah, you? There's a, there we don't. We do. Also, no. also, if it wasn't for the nineties. We would not have Polly Shore. Oh my gosh! And let I us will all... talk about Polly Shore on my show. Oh, good. Okay. Because I have a you have an actual deep personal relationship with not like personal personal, but like no, my dad uh, loved Polly Shore, like mm, for real. I'm not loved surprised. There, some Pauly people Shore. did. He just loved Polly Shore. Some people did. So it's I saw weird. a lot of Polly Shore movies. I'm very sorry. Very, very sorry. All right. Well, you know, when your dad offers, you're broke and your dad offers to take you to the movies for free because he wants to see Biodome, you go see Biodome. It happens. That's how I saw Mortal Kombat. (laughs) I also saw, oh man, I didn't include any Mortal Kombat songs in my... I'm shocked. (laughs) For some reason... I am. Mortal Kombat was not a movie that resonated with me. Well, no, you don't like video games. I do not. Yeah, uh, so. But I did go to arcades and played a lot of them because I was surrounded by people who loved video games. Oh. Weird. Yeah. So I played a lot of Mortal Kombat and the Ninja Turtles arcade game and the one with the dinosaurs. There was a fighting game with dinosaurs and there was a... Yeah, no, I'll talk about it later. Okay. But on guard, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I played right. a lot of arcade games. We'll we'll play some music. Yeah, I like music. Just so nervous, so nervous, you know I couldn't really quite relax. 
Refrigerator. I am a laboratory robot engaged in an intricate scheme of galactic domination.
that was Beck with Sex Laws. Before that, we had Soul Coughing with Bus to Beelzebub. And then we started off that set with Morphine and Thursday. And, wow, you know what? Yeah, it's a good uh, set. Lady Addercop mentioned, he was like, because oh. I pointed out, oh, no, and the banjos. Yeah, At the end of the song is, my favorite, is one of my favorite parts about that song. And, oh, it's almost like we like, we're steampunk and we like <laughs> anachronistic things in our music. Oh, it's so weird that there are these elements that keep in, repeating. In actually, in all of those songs. Every single playlist that yes. we've done in this whole retrospective. Right, that all seems to be huh. very similar to this whole steampunk yeah, aesthetic that we a, have. It's a weird thing. It's weird. All right, a, so, so I have thing. a story for my Brush With Fame. Okay. For another, this song oh, another Emmett Brush With An, Fame. Another Emmett Brush With Fame. Do tell. So when I was working at this coffee shop mm-hmm. in New Hampshire, unnamed, in a small town, unnamed, unnamed coffee small town. shop, small yeah. town, uh, <laughs> I was very, very obsessed with morphine. Mm-hmm. As well as was my roommate Amber. Yeah, and we actually it's almost as if somebody who listens to the show could pick up on that that I was obsessive well, with morphine. Because we do play a lot of morphine. Do we? Yeah, no, we've, we've played played it we a few played times. We played more. We played more morphine than the average. Probably yes, that's yeah. true. Well, and it's off of the two albums that I like the best, which were the first two <laughs> albums because those it's were the two a, like you know biased or something. Yes. Yeah, no, it's true. Those are the best albums, honestly. But. Those are also the two albums that we obsessively played at the coffee shop that I worked at with my roommate. So my roommate and I both took turns playing those two albums obsessively in Mm -hmm. the coffee shop. Well, little did we know that uh, the lead singer's girlfriend uh, lived in town because she went to the college there as a grad student and would sit in our coffee shop and do work. Oh. And one day she pointed out, her name is Sabine. <laughs> she so point, she, she pointed oh, out. Oh, yes. no, yeah. Oh, you oh. remember the story? Oh, yeah. no, so, I also know who that is. Yes. Yeah. So Sabine pointed out that, that it was really funny and very, very flattering that we listened to Morphine a lot. Because, and I went, oh, why do you say that? And she said, well, because that's my boyfriend's band, Mark, the lead singer. That's my boyfriend. And I went... Oh, well, that's funny. And she went, yeah, no, maybe next sometime that you're, maybe sometime when he comes to visit me, I'll, I'll introduce you guys. And I would just went, no, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> and she was, no, and no, I was like, no, oh no, thank you. No, no, that's what I said in my head. Thank and then, you, thank and then you. to, that would be awesome, to Sabine, no, I said, oh, thank you. That's very sweet. And then in my head, I was like, please don't. No. And so, you know. I had forgotten about that initial interaction, but once again, playing the morphine obsessively. And then I had just, one day, I had just taken it out of the CD player uh-huh. because I noticed that Sabine had arrived once again to work. And I thought, I should, not, I should take this out. I should take this out. I'll put something else in. But lo and behold, a very tall gentleman walked in. Did he have, did he have... Did he have? Did he have a saxophone with him? No, he didn't. Yeah, and, also, like and also, Mark Sandman. He, he did wasn't not, the saxophone. He was I, not the saxophone I player. know. I just like to imagine, imagine that, that he, he carried one with him. He at did all not. Times. He did not. Oh. But a very, very tall man walked in and ordered a cappuccino, and I made <laughs> made him a cappuccino, and he thanked me. And then shortly thereafter, came over and said, "This was a very. This was one of the best cappuccinos I've ever had. Thank. Like, I'm very impressed. Thank you." And I went, "Oh." very sweet of you and then i started putting two and two together because i went well there's this very tall man 
sitting with Sabine, who earlier had said, oh, and they're being very affectionate to each other. And then it went, oh, 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 that is the lead singer of Morphine. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, God. And that explains the saxophone on his back. It does. It explains the <laughs> magical saxophone that has just suddenly appeared. Do with not him. ruin my fan fiction. Yes. He has a saxophone but, with him at all times. But yeah, so, <laughs> ready. So, uh, I've thankfully, she did not introduce us. Okay. So but, you didn't have to fangirl But I him. did put two and two together and was very... Uh, Slightly relieved and slightly horrified that I had just taken out the CD. (laughs) And that more than likely she had already told him about the coffee shop and the barista, that the very young, stupid barista. (laughs) I'm sure she didn't use the words very young and stupid. But like, no, it would have been better if you had been playing and he was like, oh, good music selection. You're like, yeah, this is Morphine. It's one of my favorite bands. And then you explained it to him. Yeah, no, I worse. didn't do that. That would have Thankfully, been better for the better for the podcast. Better for the podcast. Better for us. Oh, for story was no, no. I feel like my embarrassment was uh, enough. Yeah, see, I don't have any of these stories. So, yeah, I don't I have. I have the one story about Celine Dion eating a Big Mac and McDonald's, and that's about it. Oh, well, you still, know, it's still a story. She hailed it. That's she still a story. It. Was no, it the nineties? Yeah, it was the Well there you go. There's your nineties story. It was post it was post um Titanic. Uh, Titanic, yes. Oh, good, yes. Yeah, so it's post Titanic Celine. The biggest Celine. Oh, the biggest Celine. And she I don't know if she inhaled the Big Mac. I was actually not there, but in my mind she just sucked it down. And then she d- dabbed her mouth daintily. Oh. Well, see, the, this period of time, my uncle uh was booking bands in Boston, oh. and he would call me to let me to rub in uh, <laughs> whoever was showing up at the club that he not, worked not at. To, not to say, hey, do you want to come out no. to Boston and no. see these bands that you love? No. Just been like, hey, I'm hanging out with Morrissey right now. No. He's a jerk. No, he would call and say, <laughs> hey. Robert Smith is real cool. No, he would call to say things like, hey, hey, and hold up the ra- uh, hold up the phone and go, do you know who that is? And I'd go, I have no, no idea. I can't, I can't tell, tell who that 90s. is. And he's like, that's Nancy Sinatra. She's just she's just showed up. She's playing music. She's on stage with yeah. Robert Plant right now. Wait, what? It's a thing that happens here all the time. And I'd They're be doing like, karaoke. What? They're singing Frank Sinatra. Why? Why are you calling me and rubbing this in? You know I don't own a car. It's not like I can get there anytime so, soon. So good. Yeah. good so good. family. So you know, oh, my family likes to you know. We have the same re- relationship that every family has. Well, yeah. I so, mean, yes. Also, at the, at the time too, he was managing a a um a folk a folk metal band a folk metal band called Miles Death Muffin. I like the band name. Yes, that, and little... he kept trying to get me to 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 uh, book them at the coffee shop, and <laughs> it, I kept was... trying to and I kept trying to explain this. This ca- coffee shop seats 12 people. I mean, I mean it didn't, they it, can maybe come 20 play. people. I mean, they could come play, but 12 people. They'll be playing for 12 people. Do they want to play for 12 people? Awesome. They yeah, do? Well, okay, great. You know, they were ahead of their curve. Yes. Because I don't know what. of death metal is a thing, so they were yeah. ahead of the curve. Yeah, no. Who knows? So, you know. Who knows what became of them? I'm slightly curious to know, but it was the 90s. 
I'm little sure Emmett. Could, I'm little sure Emmett. Google it. Um, I probably could, but I'm not You're gonna. Not like I'm not because I want to live in my. I want to have ridiculous <laughs> ideas in my head as to they, they became they, eagles of death probably. metal. Little That's, did you know. I would you like to think booked, that you could have been in on the ground floor. I could have. And you, you, yeah, yeah. But you I had didn't. a coffee. I managed a coffee shop that seated twelve people. You could have been in on the the ground floor. That those twelve. People I don't even know if I've sowed the seeds. I don't of know their if success. the ground floor could have even like you, there wouldn't have even been room. It had been like the guy that dropped out of the Beatles. Yeah, that guy Pete that Best. nobody knows. No, that's not his real name. Pete Best. No, that's no, no. his name. His name is Loser McGee. <laughs> that is not his name. All right, fine. All right, I'm gonna play <laughs> some more music while I laugh about Loser McGee.
sense a disturbance in the force.
And that was En Vogue with Free Your Mind. Yes, it, I bet that was a surprise. Yeah, uh, yeah, before yeah. that was the President of the United States of America with Kitty, which is a song that still makes me laugh to this day. Wow. And then we started off with L7 and Pretend We're Dead, which <laughs> I thought was appropriate after Loser McGee. I know, I know a song, I know a story about L7. I know, yes, we the horrible. We both know a story we don't, about L7. And I'm not sharing it because it's terrible. It's not terrible. It's a great story. It's punk rock. It's very punk rock, but we'll put it on our Twitter. Yes, we'll put we can, the, we'll if put anyone the L7 wants, story if anyone on our wants to know. Well, no, because it's one of those like. No, it's great. It's a great story. It's a good it? story. But who witnessed it? Like the whole, the whole bit, ba- the whole group world, of people, the whole world witnessed well, it. It was, it was at a Lollapalooza that they were at. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. Well, all the people, the I'm sure everyone, no one at that Lollapalooza ever will ever it. forget it. And yes. the members of L7 have confirmed it. The yes. lead singer, yes, has confirmed that she Should did. Should you that. just go ahead and tell? No, them. no, so no. People, well. You can just so I have stories about Lollapalooza. Oh, so tell a story. So about Lollapalooza. I, all right, you tell so a Lollapalooza. Let us tell story. a Lolla, Let me tell you, my little steampunks, about a time when I went to a Lollapalooza. Um, so back, I believe back in the day, back in the day, back in the day, back in the early nineties, uh, the lead singer of uh, Jane's Addiction tried to do this thing. He tried to make a music festival with alternative bands. Mm-hmm. It did not go well. <laughs> well, it I went, mean, it, it, it went real it, well for a couple for of years, a little right? while. But I, but I will say that for the several show things that I was involved in going to, they did not go well. I mean, it made money. They people. also also got banned from a bunch of different yeah. venues because of it not going well. well so for, for the, the venues, yes. it went well for the people that yes. wanted to make for, money. So for the so, so for the first Lollapalooza, it had rained. Several days mm-hmm. prior to the show, this was uh, we went. To, I saw the show in Great Woods in a it, Great Woods Pavilion in uh, in in Massachusetts. It's a slightly in the western central area of Massachusetts. You can look it up. It's a place. It's a place they it's have. A place that exists. It's a place that exists that has music. It's a big pavilion area. The reason why I, I had really good tickets and the reason why was because my father worked at, did on building the stage. Oh. And so he got really good tickets. So we were six seats away, six so, rows yeah. away, six rows good away tickets. from the stage. It was awesome. Um, the fact that those seats weren't spoken for seemed surprising to me but still very glad to be there so so i went to the to this show uh this is the first time that i saw uh nine inch nails live i saw the butthole surfers i saw henry rollins i saw living color i saw jane's addiction i did not see susie and the banshees because she had laryngitis and this is also I have now attempted to see her six different times and something has gone horribly wrong every single time. So I have sadly never gotten to see her live. It is a sadness that fills my core, fills my heart. But at the same time, I'm slightly relieved because if it was going to, if it was terrible, I would have been really heartbroken. But Henry Rollins (laughs) 
is a man. He at that at that point in time, he had already been playing black. He had been with Black Flag and then retired from Black Flag, and he was doing his own thing, the Henry mm-hmm. Rollins Band. This is a man that can remove his clothes by sheer force of will. <laughs> Without ever touching them. That does not surprise so, me. He just frowns at his clothing and it explodes off his I don't body. know what he did. But all I know is that he the the first band was Nine Inch Nails. Uh, Trent Reznor threw a bucket uh, or a milk jug full of water at his guitarist, which oh. then knocked his guitarist down onto okay. the onto the onto a speaker, and he gashed his back. But what? the but the guitarist was a professional and continued to play the guitar the whole time through this whole experience of being hit in the back with a with a jug of water being smashed into it into the speaker sliding to the floor and then laying on the floor continued to play music until the song break so that he could then stand up that was a professional wow. it was amazing and also i went is that what throwing is that, a fit? That guy throwing the waters like, a what's, jerk. What's He's going never on there? Add that to anything. Yes. Who's that jerk? And then he certainly so never. I was play already with kind David of Bowie. going. So I was already kind of thinking, what is this all about? Yeah. This show here. For shame. This so is strange. And then uh, this this <laughs> this man barefoot man. With a crew cut, <laughs> wearing, very muscular and angry, wearing a muscle shirt and cut off sweatpants, <laughs> came out onto the stage and went oh check, God. check, check one, check two, check three, check, 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 and then burst into angry singing thing. And burst into Henry <laughs> Rollins and uh, exploded into Henry yeah, Rollins. Yeah, exploded into Henry Rollins. I had was I was talking to someone behind me when he was doing the check, and I honestly thought it was a roadie, right? Because right. I was like, "Who's, no, this, who's guy? this guy?" It's you know, six o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. It's There's still a guy with no shoes. It's on. still sunny. It's Who is this? Out. Who is this? And then. By the end of the show, I had already decided I was going to buy all of his music uh-huh. and potentially him. have his baby. Yeah. And um, also was amazed by the fact that he obviously knew that this was a thing that was going to happen, that his clothes were going to explode because he had prepared for it. Uh-huh. Because Henry Rollins is a professional. Because he, by the end of his show, 45 minutes... Uh, the sh- the muscle shirt had become nothing but a collar, <laughs> with with a bit of cloth hanging off the back of it. So it was kind of like so a like weird the cape, t-shirt collar. Yeah, yeah. the t-shirt uh-huh. collar was hanging on him with the back of the rest of the shirt, and then his uh sweat cut off sweatpants were only was only the elastic band and <laughs> thankfully he had had he had spandex bike shorts on underneath because he obviously knew that this was a thing that was going to happen let me just state he never touched them he never <laughs> pulled on them he never touched his clothing never touched his cl- no his hands were firmly gripped onto the microphone the whole time the the power of his anger yes, exploded just exploded everything it was amazing i did that I does just, not surprise I, me i became a henry rollins fan that right moment <laughs> was it in the 90s he had his talk show or was that like that was a little 2000s? bit later that was a little bit later yeah he had a talk show for a hot minute it was on 
VH1, maybe? I don't know. I, I yeah, don't, it maybe. was someplace late at night. Yeah. It, you know, uh, uh, yeah, he had a hot talk show. Yeah. And it was, I can imagine it being it very was, intense and very. He was very mm. intense. And he was not mean. He was just way intense. Yeah. And the only, speaking of the 90s, the only the only episode I remember was him interviewing Marilyn Manson, and he would like he leaned like oh, Marilyn Manson was on a, Marilyn a couch Manson across from him, and he was terrified. on another couch, and he like leaned hard in, and he's like right like in his yeah. personal space, and poor Brian is like trying to edge away from him, and he's like, I don't listen to your music, man. It's not my cup of tea, but I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing. I like what you're just saying. And was just complimenting him like super <laughs> intense and. Yeah. That sounds about right. And that poor Brian right. is trying to scooch away from yeah. the angry man yeah. a little bit. Like, he's like going, are you going to baby? Yeah, yeah. No, that sounds like about right. peak era, yeah. so, scrawny Marilyn yeah. Manson. So at that Lollapalooza, because it had been raining a whole bunch. <laughs> back Henry this, Rollins could not. No, no, no. That this it, ha, Henry Rollins went on and it was done. And then during Living Color... Who, oh. let me just say, oh, also Ice-T Body Count played, too, which was I amazing. I love Ice-T Body Count. Yes. I love Body Count, and I yeah. love Living Color. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Ice-T Body Count, and Did then... these jerks not appreciate the show they were getting? No, no, they that was okay. great. No, I'm but it, but say. during Living Color, because it had been raining so much the day before, all of the people in the grass seats... Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Do you see where... Mm-hmm. Um, noticed that the ground had been freshly seeded or sodded and 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 as a fun thing they decided to take up pieces of the lawn and chuck it into the pavilion yeah into the the you know slightly more expensive seats or whatever and just start throwing throwing dirt yeah because that was uh and poor and seven that was what happened yeah and poor living color had to stop their show to oh, to no. to ask the people in the in the grass seats to stop doing that because the management was getting upset. <laughs> they probably and, got a note past them on. They're like trying to yes, sing. and they're like singing. They're and like, it's like oh, it was a very. Nervous. It seemed very uncomfortable. It was a very weird thing. Oh, I was like, no. oh god, I feel really terrible for all those guys having to deal with that. But then. The following year was the next Lollapalooza that I went to at the exact same place. Uh-oh. They did not throw grass this time. No, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Uh-oh. No, it gets, it gets better. But first, um, I accidentally tripped Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Before... <laughs> People started throwing yes. things. Before, I tripped Eddie Vedder. Yes, so and he was so mad. No, no, actually, he was fine. It, <laughs> and in fact, I didn't even realize who it was because once again, brush with fame. <laughs> I've never tripped a famous person. No, how, I. How I, is this happening? So to you? how it's just weird. I don't know. It's a weird thing. So I was laying on the ground uh-huh. in the grass, talking yeah, to the my talking. No, just laying on the grass. Because I didn't bring a blanket because I was, because I had, once again, I had seats out in the pavilion, but we had, there was a band playing I wasn't crazy about. So we went to go get uh, food or drinks or something like that. So you're hanging out on the lawn. So we were hanging out on the lawn and I crossed my legs just at the time that a girl leaps over me and then a dude 
leaps over me too and right at the moment that I'm crossing my legs his foot catches my leg and he slides across the grass getting grass stains and stands up and I'm like oh god dude I'm so sorry and he's like it's okay and then keeps it on running and I don't think anything of it right. until later. You're like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's no, long so, that's what Yeah, happens. it's fine. It's Random whatever. hippies are going to jump Just over top Just jump of you. over you and it's a thing. And then uh, Pearl Jam goes on stage. <laughs> and my boyfriend goes, hey, 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 Emmett, turn around. And I turn to see that the person singing has grass stains on his knees and is wearing the exact same clothes of the guy that I had tripped. He starts singing Jeremy. <laughs> and you're like, oh. I and then I went, oh, I tripped Eddie Vedder. I tripped Eddie Vedder. I feel terrible. No, I don't feel that bad. But yeah, okay. So fair. Go. And then at that particular Lollapalooza, they upped the, the, the people in the grass seats up their game from instead of chucking dirt because it had not rained, they decided to make bonfires using the fencing that's a thing so one <laughs> one one bonfire would start in one place mm-hmm. and then next and it would obviously get put out yeah. but then another one would because start somewhere else on you know unsanctioned fires in a yes. super crowded area yeah, i can't seems, imagine yeah i'm gonna you know but, norm, i don't normally side with with you know, with the, the management, with the with establishment, the man, yeah. But like, yeah. In this instance, yeah. No, it being seemed... someone who's familiar with fires and when to start them, yeah. Can say, yeah. No, it was a little. At one point, there were like four of them. Oh my goodness! And each one of them was being put out at different times, but then another one would blaze would so, start up. So yeah. For, so for... this is the this is the reason why Lollapalooza. Did not happen. Did not get moved to being at airports or yeah. like abandoned airfields and things because <laughs> this is the kind where of there was nothing yes. you could do. So for our younger listeners who wonder why when they go to an outdoor concert festival kind of thing, yes. why there are all these super strict and stringent rules. Yeah, like you're like nobody's gonna start a bonfire. Yeah. No, they nobody's will. Nobody's gonna chuck bottles at the stage. No, they will. You can trust us they they can't no they can't a mosh pit will start Emmett's our generation our generation ruined it for you guys we're sorry but we we ruined it no I I have friends that we are the ones I have friends that went to the show the same exact Lollapalooza elsewhere and the mosh pit got so crazy during the ministry show that people were ripping the seats out of the concrete and tossing oh, them, dear. tossing them behind them yeah. to make the room bigger. We are the reason. So, yeah. We are the reason you cannot have nice things. I'm sorry. We are sorry. My brother broke his wrist in a mosh pit. Yeah. See, these are the reasons. My are... other brother broke his arm in a mosh pit. Yeah. See, these are the reasons. <laughs> We're sorry. This is why, why, yeah, this is, I feel bad. This is why I feel bad. This is why you can't have nice concerts because of us. I'm sorry. It's our generation. It's terrible. And now some more music. I was working all night in my office when a man I had recently killed called me up from a phone near my building. So I looked out the window at him. He had the same obsequious manner. That was the reason I had him killed So to calm my nerves I sang this song to him Over the phone Turn around, turn around There's a thing 
was out by myself in the graveyard I was doing an interpretive dance When I felt something happy and pointed Strike me in the back of my neck And then the ghost of my dance instructor Pushed me down into an open grave And as dirt rained down she played a xylophone And sang me this song Until the engineer who's back had been turned And who we thought would find us highly amusing Quickly swiveled his head around And his face, which was a paper white mask of evil Sang us this song Turn around, turn around There's a thing there that can be I'm bad ass, and you're good ass. You're goody little two shoes. You're goody little two shoes. Goody little two shoes. <laughs> little goody two shoes. Little goody two shoes. Little goody two shoes. Little goody two shoes. Little goody two shoes.
Yankovic with the etern- alternative, ugh, I can't speak, the alternative polka, and then we had They Might Be Giants with Turn Around, and if you like this thing we do, this <gasps> clockwork of cabarets, do. you can be a part of it by donating via Patreon or PayPal, and you can find all that information on agonyauntstudios.com. What if they want to follow us on social media, because this is not the 1990s, this is oh, wait, 2018. You can, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, all you have to do is go to agonyontstudios.com or you can go to Clockwork with the O removed in work because it's not work what we do. It's love. Cabaret. And we're there. Yeah. We're posting all our things. And it's the same thing if you go to Instagram. That's so right. There you go. Yeah. Super easy. We're, Threw that we're not in there hard quick. Because I because we've gone on I've gone on a little too long telling stories of nineties Emmett. And I feel like <laughs> feel like it's time to, to it's time to wrap it up to wrap it up. It's time to bring and it back so down. So I'm gonna and end. Also, I, I do want to make a quick note. Oh yeah, there are movie clips in between the songs. Oh yeah, because Emmett and I both did this independently oh, yes. of one another we as did. as youngsters when we made mixtapes. We added sound bites. We did. It's we did almost as if we have been preparing for this moment. Our entire lives. We've been preparing for As this if show. This show is a culmination. Culmination of culmination. all. A culmination. Culmination of, of all of our things. Of yes. all the things yeah, that true. we find interesting and relevant yep. and uh, funny. Yep. It's weird, true. Weird how that works. Yeah. Strange. And so, and with that, I'm going to end you. End this episode, this Emmett mixtape of the 90s yeah. with. The Pixies. <gasps> and is she weird? All right. Well, we can answer that question. <laughs> we know. And then uh, join us next week for my mixtape. Ooh, it'll be a special birthday mixtape. It will be. And we'll see you all next week. I know. You're a 
A very rare bit of audio from former Prime Minister Winston Churchill. Let's have a listen. I, Winston Churchill, wholeheartedly believe that the Clockwork Cabaret is the finest example of steampunk radio programming. Never before have I heard anything quite so marvelous, and I doubt I shall ever hear anything like it again. Calpurnia, continue on your journey. Broadcasting your marvelous music and sail on to glory. If you would like to find out more about this program, please check out clockworkcabaret.com or clockworkcabaret.podbean.com or follow us on Twitter at clockworkcabaret. That's C L O C K W R K Cabaret.